Today's show is brought to you by the University of Windsor's Alumni Association. Show us how you are Windsor proud by visiting the Alumni Association's Instagram and Twitter pages. Share your U Windsor memory or post a photo from your time on campus. For more information, visit uwindsor.ca forward slash alumni. Hi, Ryan. How are you? Good. How are you? Good, thank you. All right, so uh, just kind of diving into what we are talking about today, we're going to be talking about some things related to organizational culture, team culture, and what you're doing with um, the men's soccer team to kind of prepare them to work towards the championship. So I know though you're very passionate about team culture and building a healthy team. So and you kind of touched on with me personally that your team is working towards kind of developing both from a physical but especially emotional aspect. So can you kind of give us some insight as to like how important it is to you that you feel it is to foster kind of and facilitate a healthy team culture in order to find success in sports? I, th I think that, you know, everything we do focuses around the individual. And one of the first sports psychologist stuff I ever read, anything by like Jim Lair says, athletes or people need to feel like four things to be at their best. They need to feel cared for. Uh, they need to feel needed. They need to feel appreciated and they feel listened to. And I think that uh, when we first started in our program, that was kind of kind of where I set a basis on the ground floor of and 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 built it. Uh, I've always built it on a listen listen first culture. And we're well into year three of well, it's the pandemic here, so it's a little bit weird. We had uh, different things planned for this year, but you know it's a test of our resilience. And um, but yeah, I think that. Um, our approach has been focused around the individual and what 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 they need to, you know, to truly grow. Yeah, and so can you kind of give us a bit of insight as well onto specific things that you're doing to get your players all in with your competitive environment and your vision that you kind of have created? And I know you uh, follow kind of the LOV process. So can you maybe explain to our yeah. uh, listeners what that's all about? Yeah, so I, I think for, for us, I mean, the, the first thing we did when uh, – when I took over was we started a book club, um, which is maybe a little bit different uh, or was. I think a lot of people are, are doing that now and I love it. And we happen to read The Culture Code by Daniel Coyle, who's also an author, wrote, wrote The Talent Code. And um, it talked about um, establishing belonging in a culture and the path to that is like sharing vulnerability amongst the team. And mm -hmm. vulnerability for us has been, uh, um, has been key as young men, um, but not only uh, from a standpoint of young men on a team and competition, it was, you know, being able to um, be open and, and have that perspective and let down our armor in life. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, when you like when you talk about the love culture, I think you asked, like, what was my coaching philosophy last time? I think, you know, the biggest thing is just, you know, love and lead and be positive. And, and, and love is just let others view your emotions. Um, little, little I love acronyms. I, I probably overdo them sometimes, but. But I think that's the best way is like when you truly trust someone, you know, in a relationship, you know, uh, uh, where you can really let your guard down. And I think mm -hmm. as a foundation uh, for any team, you need the right relationships between between one another. We need uh, young men who are willing to let their their guard down. And this is young, young men and women. I just happen to coach men, uh, you know, at Windsor. But um mm -hmm. And I think in order to get to that point, it's 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 us being comfortable with um, being vulnerable in, in some of our best moments and some of our some of our worst moments. And and 
and, and addressing them and working with each other. And I think that, uh, you know, in the first steps we talked about, we did a lot of group work surrounding the culture code and talking about uh, the principles that we learned in that. Um, and and in the some of the lessons we learned from that, I'd say were um, that uh, we always need to speak the truth to one to one another, even when uh, when we screwed up, number one, but also being being OK with having the tough conversations like something we picked up and we do in our cultures. We have like uh, AARs after action reviews after our games, like our player led debrief. And uh, I feel like that really has given the players a sense of, of of ownership around, you know, what they do in their, uh, you know, in their game and what we're going to work on day to day or week to week. Yeah. And that's like, do you feel that after kind of seeing how you've begun this process and allowing some time for the athletes to really kind of get involved with that process of feeling more open and vulnerable with their teammates, but also with their coaches, have you noticed a difference? Like, do you feel like they've gotten closer? Um, do you feel like you've noticed any type of a difference in how they are reacting and kind of like conversating with each other around game days, practices, stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, I think if there's one thing that everybody comes around our program talks about is family and it's probably the most overused, you know, cliche word, but <laughs> I think it's a, it's a, it's a feeling of, of, of acceptance and belonging. And I think that's something we, we really truly worked on with, um, to establish in our group, uh, in the past as student athletes, we maybe had a skewed version on, what toughness meant so what toughness as a student athlete meant and a lot of time that meant having having our guard up and a lot of times unfortunately kelly that that kept us at a standstill um, when you talk about what role this has in our competitive progress it's that uh at the core core myself like on my own learning journey i don't believe until you truly like are willing to open up and unravel yourself that you're able to really truly grow and i think a lot of times when we uh when student athletes come into university they've been um so focused on their external output and all the records and all the accolades and they spent the last two or three years trying to get recruited and look at how many goals i can score and look at how good i can look in this highlight tape and look how this and look at this and look at this and they they don't look in the mirror. They're so worried about what their output is and they don't look in the mirror. And what I think that does is that keeps them from growing. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the, the mission in our program, uh, isn't to, uh, isn't an overarching like desire to win championships. I'm as competitive as anyone. Um, I'm banned from board games in my family and some family <laughs> events and and I'm not, but um, <clears throat> before I took this job, I, I, I got some advice from a very good friend who coaches at a very uh, high level school now in the Big Ten. And he said to me, don't take the job unless you're, you're willing to lose every game. And that, that really hit me. Um, it, you know, it, 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 it started to get me thinking because you know, only one team wins every year. You know, you talk about March Madness, only one team wins. So what, there's 67 other losers? Right. Multiply by how many student athletes, multiply by how many coaches, multiply by how many people didn't even get into the tournament. So like, 
I think of uh, like the Brene Brown quote always gets me is like, um, what's worth doing even if I fail? So even if we don't succeed our, our, on our season in season out mission of winning a championship, my goal has to be to, to work with these student athletes to uh, get them to a point to understand themselves as good as they can so they can become the best version of themselves on the outside. So again, it's just understanding ourselves on the inside and being able to operate day to day from a place of, of true joy and, and uh, be able to attack the world and whatever, whatever comes at them. And, and I think the pandemic has taught us how valuable that can be. It's tested all our collective resiliency. And, uh, you know, I, I, I really think that um, it showed us where we could do better as a group during this time. No, definitely. And as you're touching kind of on your personal, almost like personal journey or personal thoughts on kind of coming from that belief of in order to compete at the highest level in anything, you need to be willing to let go of your fears, be free in the moment. In order to convince your team, obviously, to kind of buy into that concept, you need to buy into it yourself first, right? So can you maybe give us some insight as to what your personal journey was surrounding understanding this concept and like what made you believe in it and that it works? Um, I think that you you have to, uh, everybody in their life is, is rides on some sort of roller coaster. No, nobody's journey is straight up or down, but um, personally, uh, um, family-wise, uh, uh, work-wise, um, sport-wise, you're going to have multiple, multiple, multiple ups and downs. And I, and every moment in my life that I've ever felt truly focused on like success, like having to succeed right now, having to get this done right now, um, in reflecting, I was never truly at my best because unfortunately, I think that when you're trying too hard or when you're putting too much pressure on yourself and you don't have maybe the right foundation, um, when everything's based on external and you're trying to achieve uh, everything from a point of external, I think that that's, uh, that's where we get ourselves in, in, um, in trouble and we don't, we aren't as effective as possible. And I think that uh human potential is a scary thing and i think that my personal belief is we all we all live a lot a lot uh below the line of of what we could do and i think that sometimes we as coaches or players are uh are afraid to do our best and fail you know it's easier to just give enough that we made a valiant effort and to make it look like we tried but when you look at the, the the people you could be most proud of in the sporting world, those are the people that like laid it all out on the line, everything they had, and it wasn't enough, and that's okay. And it, and and if you look a lot of at a lot of stars, at a lot of coaches, at a lot of you look at them, give everything they have, and they lose. And the stars will go and 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 in the NBA and go lose in the conference finals or lose, and and the process it takes for them to get there. Um, but you have to be willing to, you know, to go all in. And for ourselves as a team, it's very simple. We'll never, ever be able to recruit uh, the best team on paper. I, I, I don't, I don't believe that. I, I just, 
for a lot of reasons. I think that um, just like geography, it's just to get people to move down here and stuff. It's there's there's some fantastic programs in our province. Do I think we're very very close? Yeah, but if our starting point is a little below the the other programs in our province, then we have to be more efficient at everything we do, which means that everything we do off the field, uh, every every little bit of ounce of potential we can harness, um, we have to try to squeeze squeeze all that juice out of the orange. And and for us, um, that starts with the, the development and exploration of of a true uh, true athletes' character. And I guess we gotta instead of having them chasing um, success or chasing like a positive feeling, I want them to function from a place of, of joy each and every single day. Service Master Clean of Chatham, Windsor, and Sarnia proudly supports the blue and gold. Service Master, ordinary task, extraordinary service for over 25 years. My biggest fear of, of, of being a coach is that a player will come give everything they have to our program in four years, um, be a phenomenal piece, have great success, have a great experience, and have not grown. That's probably yeah. one of my biggest fears. So. Uh, it's not enough for, for, for us to have them come in and be a, a fantastic piece to the program. Uh, we, like I said, we're trying to make positive changes and invest in each and every, each and every person that comes in. And that's, I think that's what every coach does here at Windsor. Like, I don't think I'm unique in that, in that uh, uh, step to, to invest in each and every student athlete. And kind of just touching back on your concept of vulnerability and how you're really encouraging like your your men to be vulnerable both on the field and with each other and with themselves. Um, I just think it's a really unique way of looking at it just because you're also coaching men who are historically facing kind of masculine stereotypes as well. So I just have this quote that I found that I thought kind of maybe resonated with what you are trying to do with your team and let me know if I'm on the right track or not, but it was by David Hawkins and it just said repressed and suppressed feelings require counter energy to keep them submerged. It takes energy to hold down your feelings. And so as these feelings are relinquished, the energy that's been holding down the negativity is now freed to be used as constructive use. So is that kind of the idea you're hoping that like, as you're, athletes become vulnerable it allows for them to kind of redirect that energy that was holding that back and put it on to their success in the field i mean yeah that's a pretty simple way to, to when you're going to use counter and things but i but uh I, again like i think the word i would focus on that whole quote is freedom mm -hmm. because like i said i think if you if you ask uh me what i would wish upon anyone it'd be to wake up every day and and like and be joyful and feel free and mm -hmm. and most of the time we wake up every day we wake up and we our first thought is oh i didn't have a good sleep or uh oh man my schedule's so busy today mm -hmm. and we're focusing on those negative things in our lives and 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 if we can um yeah help unlock those things with our with our players it's it's crucial we do a lot of <clears throat> journaling with our team when you talk about you know fears or or experiences as that quote recommends like discusses um we do usually about two a week during the season and one or two a week on the on the road on the weekends and sometimes it's really simple we talk about um you know uh what are your three goals for today's game or today's training and Sometimes we talk about like a painful experience in your life 
uh, your most, uh, your, what is your biggest fear? And, and, and we go, uh, you know, we go through that with them. And now, two, three years into it, our guys, are, our leaders are comfortable with sharing. But you very quickly see what the first-year players are, are, uh, are like and, and how it takes time to open up and to trust and to feel like this is the way we do things. Um, but we feel like we're able to get the best out of ourselves, out of ourselves, out of each and every athlete, because like you said, then we're, we're free to play with a joy and, 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 and show our passion for the game. But most importantly on the competitive side, all those things that hold us back, if we're able to let them go in a day-to-day training environment that gets us, uh, focused on being our best selves day-to-day, which is how we're going to improve and get to the level we want to be at. I think that gratitude's a unique thing. Like, um, One of the biggest things we implemented, and it kind of happened by accident, is uh, at the start of every season, the first home game, we have a, a brunch, like a family brunch, and we ask all the players to bring in their their families. And the the last week before we start the season every year is uh, a theme of gratitude. So we usually do a letter, like a thank you letter to somebody in their life and um, uh, to somebody maybe they, they haven't thanked as much as they want. And we bring in the families and and um, it's turned into a very like emotional brunch because we all we did was ask the guys to introduce their uh, their parents and what they how they helped them get where they are today and the stories and sacri- about sacrifices that their family made in order to get players into a university environment and uh, our telling of, of of why these people are here. And the reason why I talk about like the power of gratitude or the power of family is that our performances on that opening day of the season, our opening home weekend of the season have been like, not, not like just not good, but like inspiring. Like our first year we had a a miraculous comeback at Mac with, we had like over an hour lightning delay and, and to watch the guys fight against in an unfortunate situation. We had guys injured. We had guys like it just, didn't look like it was our day. It was one of those things. And we found a way um, as a group. And then last year we put up a, a, a tremendous performance like from minute one. And and I think when you are going through the those like positive affirmations like and, and reinforcing those positive thoughts, like you said, the result is is a better performance. And for us, uh, the goal is to try to get into that every day. Mm-hmm. And not to kind of dive too much into stereotypes at all, but in terms of like masculine stereotypes towards kind of like the vulnerability, like opening up, sharing your stories, like the act of journaling. Um, So in sports, like I just know, like I grew up and like I saw if I fell down, for example, it was like, oh, my gosh, are you okay?" compared to when men fell down? It's like, get up, don't cry, like keep moving forward. So like, how do you teach your players and like, how have you kind of like inspired them to get in touch with themselves and kind of go against that culturalization and accept that vulnerability and courage, for example, they aren't separated like you've been taught that they are. They're actually kind of like two sides of the same coin. I think that um, it starts with like, for us, it was starting to define it. I think the uh, reading the book, the culture code really helped because it went Mm -hmm. through a lot of that and, and, and talked through a lot of positive cultures. But I think that it started with leadership. Uh, I was really fortunate, and you can go back and, and, and look on the, the seniors that I had on my team. 
uh, my first year that uh, those fourth and fifth year players were willing to go on, on the ride with us and, and, and buy into something, like you said, that maybe wasn't the norm for them. Um, and when I showed them that, Hey, if you're willing to uh, be more open about yourself and open yourself up, uh, that other people are willing, a lot of time are going to reciprocate and that's going to reinforce our bonds with each other. And if, if, if we, if our bonds are stronger amongst ourselves are stronger than the opponents, when the game gets tough and when we need it, we can lean on those relationships. And a lot of times that leads to success. Uh, it was big about redefining toughness. And, and I think defining it was what was important because we had to really define what vulnerability meant to us. We had to define what love and sacrifice meant to us. We had to define what family meant to us. And then we had to manage the behaviors. So like we had to start and, and, and we're even in a, a reinvention or revisitation of that stuff now um, because we've brought in such uh, a large recruiting class uh, and, 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 and are again next year um, about turning those, transferring those values into behaviors. And, and like the, 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 I have to manage that. And the final step is I, I have to live it myself as a coach. We have a fantastic staff, but if we don't live it, if we're not willing to be vulnerable, then then we're never going to get other young men to. And I think like anything in this world, if we want, we need to be positive examples of change. So if you want to change something, if you want to change a stereotype, or if you want to show how, <clears throat> how vulnerability can, can, can lead to courage. Like if you want to use the, uh, go down to Brene Brown, uh, uh, I've read too many of her books, so I try not to quote her too often. Um, but if you want to go down that, it's that uh, that's the only way we can we can truly uh, be at our best once we let go of of our fears, once we're willing to confront any shame or guilt or or negative feelings we may have. And and I think the guys have realized that um, a lot of times we're taught to just like don't feel. Like I grew up, I, I grew up uh, old school, and and to and to to, to not um, to not feel, and that's not okay either. Because like I said, I believe that that freezes you in that state that you're at, and that doesn't allow for growth. And and our biggest right. thing is, you know, we want to make sure that we have constant growth. So uh, for me, with young men coming into our program, it's about um, growth opportunities, and this is an area for them I can see opening up and helping them you know, become or reach the best version of themselves. I think that that's, um, you know, that's key and maybe unlock potential they didn't know they had. No, and I think that's a great perspective to have. And I feel like me just being a former athlete myself or like even me just being in school, for example, like if you look to your professors, you look to your superiors, you're seeing that they're kind of following along that process on their own and they're being kind of setting an example for how it can work and how you can believe in it. Like it makes you kind of buy into it more, believe in it more, and, and also witness firsthand, like how it can improve your life. Um, and so just kind of the wrap up, because that's something that you do, as you were touching on, sorry, about um, kind of working out how you define fam what family means to you, what vulnerability means to you. Are those things that you kind of all sat down as a team, and you guys all define together? Or is that something that you guys each defined individually for yourselves? Uh, we do we do a lot of, of of group work and team meetings. This year has been obviously very tough 
uh, via Zoom. We, we've still been able to do it, but um, about sitting down and talking just like that, like the prompt will be uh, whatever it is. So what does family mean to you? The prompt will be like uh, de define the characteristics like of the best leader you have have ever had, or uh, it could be like what is uh, what are the qualities of somebody you truly trust? You know, um, what what is that? What does that look like? And we get in the groups of five, six, and then they they you know they present on it, and we discuss it, and and um, and and I think that. I think that plays a key role in exploring it. And it's not about finding the answer, Kayla. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit different about finding the answer. People stress about finding the answer. For me, like I tell people all the time, like the answer, like the right answer exists out there. We just got to ask the right questions. We just got to continue right. to be curious. So um, the end result of people who are, who, are vulnerable, who are vulnerable and willing to make mistakes and willing to be courageous are players who are willing to ask questions even when you know maybe people think they should know and that it's okay uh, not to know and it's okay not to be at your best and it's okay to have a bad day and it's okay to to, to say that and um, I think if you function from that place day to day and you don't have or don't allow the external pre uh, pressures to affect you and you just be you I think uh, I think that's that's how you can grow into your best self. No, I completely agree on everything that you just said. And uh, to kind of close out the podcast, I'm actually going to turn your question on yourself. So uh, can you define for us the characteristics of the best leader that you've ever had? When I was at my worst moment, he still had my back. It's simple. And and is that something that you kind of try and foster as well and facilitate for your athletes? Yeah, I have to remind myself of that. Uh, I think you asked me what one book I read, and 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 it's called Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink. And it's it's the focus of that book is that you know, <clears throat> if a player, if a player, I mean, uh, a player misses a meeting or a player misses something or a player misses a a workout, you know uh it's easy to be frustrated and to say it's the player's fault and to say this and to say that we got to really dig deeper and find out what's going on you know um maybe it is maybe maybe hey maybe there was a mistake made but um we got to bring we got to bring people into the fold instead of like push people out of the fold we got to bring people up to our standard um uh, and that's why we just have to be clearer and have more clarity around our, our, our standards for our group. So, No, for sure. And no, thank you so much for sharing all of your advice and your wisdom surrounding kind of this topic and also your insight and like your beliefs surrounding how important it is to kind of follow that process of the LOVE that you kind of talked about to get your team all in and kind of work towards not only being successful on the field, but off the field and we definitely appreciate it. And I know it's been kind of rough this uh, last year, not really <laughs> playing or anything like that, but I'm sure um, all of your kind of concepts and processes that you guys practice on your team have been really helping you guys get through this last year. So thank you for sharing. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for, uh, for taking the time to talk. Thank you so much, Ryan. All right. Thanks.
This program is once again sponsored by the University of Windsor Alumni Association. Be sure to visit them on the web at uwindsor.ca forward slash alumni to check out all the services and events offered to University of Windsor alumni.